Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Hi there. Welcome to the Ted in Your Head podcast. I'm Ted Moreno. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm a hypnotherapist helping people to tackle the trash, talk some truth, transform their minds. Essentially what that means is I help people get over themselves and move forward into greater health, happiness, and success. If health, happiness, success is something you could look, use a little more of, I'll tell you how to get in touch with me at the end of the show so we can talk and see if hypnotherapy is right for you. But for now, we're going to get into today's podcast, How to Chop Wood, Carry Water. How to Chop Wood and Carry Water. So, you know, sheltering in place, kind of one day bleeds into the next, get up, do some stretching, take a walk, come home, fix the kids some breakfast, and my wife as well. She's working, so I fix the breakfast clean up, start working, you know, kind of the same thing every day, work on the yard, do some laundry. Right outside my uh, my uh, bedroom, there's a bougainvillea tree. And uh, I was told by a guy when I first bought it, he says, look, man, don't plant that thing anywhere close to your house. Well, I didn't listen to him. And I planted it close to my house. And guess what? Every day I go out there and I have to sweep up the beautiful pink flowers that this bougainvillea tree drops on my patio. And, uh, you know, it looks a lot better after I sweep them up, but every day I have to go out there and, and sweep them up. And I'm just like, in my own mind, like, oh, geez, what a pain in the butt. Why did I plant that tree there? Every day I got to come out here and sweep this stuff up. And then I, I thought about something I had seen. I can't even remember where I saw it, but it was these these Zen monks raking this Zen rock garden. Now, if you don't know what a Zen rock garden is, it's not a garden at all. It's this space of gravel with some rocks, and these Zen monks rake the gravel in a way that makes it look like waves. So there's a whole philosophy behind that. In fact, I looked up a kind of a definition on a website called dengarden.com and uh, saw an article by a guy named Om Paramapunya. And this is what he says, and I'll read it. Traditionally, Zen rock gardens are not meant for picnics or other recreational activities. It is a sacred realm for Zen monks to perform their daily practice. So how can a seemingly barren garden have such significance in those clergymen's practice? In Zen Buddhism, reading scriptures and reciting prayers are considered to be superficial activities. To attain enlightenment, one must also undergo long periods of sitting meditation as well as physical work. At the rock garden, Zen monks contemplate upon nature and search for the utmost freedom of the mind. The true purpose behind the sand raking isn't to create something aesthetically pleasing, but to train their own thought. It is, in other words, an implicit form of moving meditation. So I was thinking about this as I was sweeping up these pink 
bougainvillea flowers. And that made sense to me, that routine. Like every day, I'm going to go out there in the morning, I'm going to sweep up a few flowers, and I'm going to create a space. I get a chance to be outside. I get a chance to appreciate my little patio with the flowers and cactus that I've planted. So it is a very, once I changed my perspective, I looked forward to getting out there and sweeping up those little pink flowers and straightening things up and really creating not only a place of beauty right outside my bedroom window, my sliding glass door, but it also gave me an opportunity to just get out there and and do something that felt good to sweep, to do a little bit of work, a little bit of physical labor, not for very long. And I do a lot of physical labor around my house. But the idea of that sweeping the pink flowers as, as meditation made a lot of sense to me. And the more I thought about it, the more I was reminded of a, of a Zen koan. A koan is a riddle that Zen masters give to their disciples. And this particular Zen koan says, Before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So perhaps you've heard of this. And before I go any further, I want to make a disclaimer. I'm not a Buddhist. I don't study Buddhism uh, but I find it interesting, and I think there's a lot of good things to be found in all different religions and philosophical um, ideologies. So um, I looked up this uh, Zen koan, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water, after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. And I came across a little story I want to read for you. So a young boy became a monk. He dreamed of enlightenment and of learning great things. When he got to the monastery, he was told that each morning he had to chop wood for the monks' fires and then carry water up to the monastery for ablutions and the kitchen. He attended prayers and meditation, but the teaching he was given was rather sparse. One day he was told to take some tea to the abbot in his chambers. He did so, and the abbot saw he looked sad and asked him why. He replied, Every day, all I do is chop wood and carry water. I want to learn. I want to understand things. I want to be great one day like you. The abbot gestured to the scrolls on shelves lining the walls. He said, when I started, I was like you. Every day, I would chop wood and carry water. Like you, I understood that someone had to do these things. But like you, I wanted to move forward. Eventually, I did. I read all of the scrolls. I met with kings and gave counsel. I became the abbot. Now, I understand that the key to everything is that everything is chopping wood and carrying water. And that if one does everything mindfully, then it's all the same. And I just find that so profound as a lesson in mindfulness, especially now when one day kind of goes into the next, we're doing the same thing every day in the same place. And I have to ask myself, where can I find the lesson here? Where can I find the peace? Where can I practice mindfulness? And it's hard. I'll be honest with you. 
so many distractions, you know, social media, the news. I've got children and they need help. And, you know, there's my guitar sitting right there and I want to play it. I want to read books and I want to listen to music and, you know, but I have work to do. For me, it's important work. The work that I do with my clients is the most important work that I do next to being a husband and father. So really the time at home and presumably, you know, that'll be over soon. But I want to have this time matter. I want to be mindful and present to my children. I want to be mindful and present to my wife. I want to be mindful and present to my house, the blessings that I've been given. I want to be mindful and present to the beauty of each and every day. Today I, or yesterday it was, I went out to Trader Joe's and bought a dozen yellow roses and put them in a vase. And boy, those things just look so happy and they're blooming so wildly and the fragrance is so incredibly enchanting. So, it's okay to go out there and break those pink flowers. I get to do that. I get to have a patio. I get to have a broom. I get to have a beautiful bougainvillea tree. And I get to have arms and legs that allow me to sweep these flowers. And I get to go outside on a beautiful morning. And if I'm mindful, then sweeping those beautiful pink flowers is just as important as waking up or cooking food or helping my kids with their homework. It's just as important as cutting that damn ivy outside on the fence or pulling the weeds. If I'm awake, if I'm aware, if I'm paying attention, it's all just my life. That's good enough. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments, questions, if you like it, you can go visit me on social media. I'm on all the usual places. I don't have to name them, but you can click on like or uh, mention something. A lot of times if somebody says, wow, I really enjoyed your podcast, I'll, I'll give a shout out to them on my podcast as a token of my appreciation. If you want to get in touch with me, you can go to tedmoreno.com, M-O-R-E-N-O. You can click on Ready to Get Started, or you can click on the Contact menu. And uh, I do offer a half-hour phone consultation if you want to ask questions about how hypnotherapy can help you. If you want to check out my podcast, tedinyourhead.com. And uh, in closing, I'll leave you with a quote. I'm going to bend down to pick up the book with a quote. Hold on. And this quote is by Henry David Thoreau. He said, Men talk about Bible miracles because there is no miracle in their lives. Cease to gnaw that crust. There is ripe fruit over your head. That's just so awesome. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted In Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, 
and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.